Welcome to Stance and Balance, a podcast production of The Man System. I'm your host, Ralph Metzner, and with me today is Tim Geals, Director of Implementation and Governance for The Man System. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Ralph. It's good to be here. This is a special edition of Stance and Balance, which we are producing as a frequently asked questions sort of a guide for families of children of the Queensland Department of Education. Uh, this is to answer some of the questions about the MANT system as we are uh, beginning to uh, roll it out and implement it in Australia. We'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we live, work, and play. We pay respect to elders and leaders, past, present, and emerging, and encourage their connection to land, sea, and culture. We also recognize those whose ongoing efforts to protect and promote Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures will leave a lasting legacy for future elders and leaders. All right, Tim, I'd like to start by um, uh, in a sort of question-and-answer format. We'll start some, with some questions in a moment, but I wanted to start by mentioning that not only is Tim a valued subject matter expert when it comes to implementing the MANT system across all kinds of organizations and all kinds of cultures, he also has a very unique perspective on the value and the impact of the man system as a father of a special need child himself. And I've had an opportunity to spend time with Tim and his son, Tyler. Uh, I can tell you that while there are special needs involved, there's also a very special bond and uh, a very special father indeed. So welcome, Tim, and thank you for your perspective. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, I think, you know, I am very blessed to have had the man system in my life you know, I have three boys. I have Andrew, Tyler, and Austin. And when Tyler was born, he was diagnosed with Fragile X Syndrome. We dealt early on with some self-harming behaviors. He's now almost 16 years old, and now we deal with even more aggression and violence. And I don't know where I would have been as a parent had I not had this system in my life for so many years leading up to it. And that really, you know, most parents don't get that. You know, I don't think you'd ever meet a parent that would describe the experience of parenting as easy. Uh, in the best of cir- in the best of circumstances, it's challenging. But I have to congratulate you um, and commend you on the extent to which you've been able to do what you've done. Thank you very much. Let's start a little bit by talking about just what exactly the MANT system is. Sure. And I get asked all the time, what does MANT stand for? And MANT is really the name of our founder, David MANT, who almost five decades ago started this program. So it's really in honor of uh, the, the founder of the program. The family still owns it. His son owns the business today. And what the MANT system is, is a person-centered, values-based process that really encourages intentional Um, positive interactions with others. It's always about safety. That's what we're about. And what we've tried to do, especially in recent years, is really make sure that we integrate this relational process with our understanding around trauma-informed services and positive behavior interventions and supports. Sometimes you hear that referred to as PBIS. Sometimes in other countries, probably in Australia, it's PBS. Um, But we do that in a way that um, is supporting people, not just their behaviors. And a big part of what we teach is how to prevent, if necessary, de-escalate, and unfortunately, when necessary, intervene in emergency situations You know, at times people look at the MANT system and say, oh, you're one of those restraint companies. And and I like to point out, we are not a vendor of restraint training. We want to really provide 
culture training around safety for everybody. And so for every hour that we're spending teaching restraint, we're spending two to three hours teaching how to prevent and add additional hours of that into the de-escalation and the trauma-informed and the positive behavior support. You know, ultimately at the MANT system, we want to teach people how to effectively manage a potential negative or even dangerous situation by first calming ourselves and our own emotional response. We all know that it's really hard to do that at times. It's real easy to react. It's really hard to respond. We want to manage our own behavior before we want to work with that person in a more positive way. So we want to empower train staff to demonstrate social and emotional maturity in the face of sometimes adversity to the students that are under their charge. You know, I, I think I'd probably point something out there, Tim. The We not only focus on the behaviors, as you mentioned, but also the person and understanding yeah. that the behaviors that we see that we may find troublesome or that we feel are in need of management, um, they are a product of culture, either yeah. the culture at large or the culture of the organization. They're also a product of, of um, experience, uh, whether that's the experience of the individual, even if it's traumatic experience, or the experience together of, of the people who are, were, whose relationships we're trying to strengthen. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as, a, um, as a training program that is built on uh, good principles of learning and development, uh, the Manton system has a number of learning objectives built into it, but maybe you can talk about what the overall goal of the Manton system is. Yeah, absolutely, because simply put, the goal of the Manton system is to create safe environments. Those safe environments where people can live, they can learn, they can work, they can play, all of that is around safety. We believe that all people, no matter who they are, no matter what a diagnosis or label they carry, they have a right to dignity, respect, and the ability to live and interact in safe places. And so the Mance system places a really strong emphasis on helping people understand that safety is much more than physical safety. Again, the mindset goes to that physical stuff, but it's more about the psychological safety, the emotional safety, social safety, and cultural safeties that people feel and how they respond to that before it ever gets to something around physical safety. You know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but being around this system now myself for 35 years, I consistently have seen that goal achieved, whether that's in organizations that I was personally a part of in my early career as direct care staff or eventually into a leadership administrative position, or whether it's now been the last 21 years working for the company with, you know, various forms, various types of, you know, organizations Manta's used in, whether it's school systems, developmental disabilities, mental health, education, uh, hospital care, you know, it is about safety. And that really became true for me, Ralph, 16 years ago with Tyler's diagnosis, when all of a sudden I had to go from teaching this stuff, instructing it, helping others to understand it, but, you know, really at that point, not having to deal with it daily, to now I have to deal with it daily in my own home uh, with Tyler and his aggression and at times towards himself, his aggression towards others. And the tools that are presented in the MANT system, um, again, have not only helped me professionally, but they help me as a parent. They help me manage me before I try to work with this son who, again, I can't change his diagnosis. Teacher, teach thyself. There you go. Um, 
most training programs rely on um, allegories or um, analogs of some sort, which we often refer to as, as models. So it's a good way of looking at um, the overall structure of a training program to begin to understand what some of those models are. So maybe you can tell us what kind of training models we're using. Sure. Um, there are many models used in MANT, and there's three that we really, really focus on immediately in our first chapter on building healthy relationships. They are Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, RADAR, which stands for Recognize, Assess, Decide, Act, and Review, and then the Crisis Cycle Model, which at times I refer to as our bread and butter model. It's because everything kind of fits in there, where we look at where people are at neurologically, where they're at in their own crisis cycle, and how do we interact with them um, from that. The other models that we use, we use uh, Dr. Siegel's hand model of the brain. It's a real simple model that we use to help staff better understand where people are at and how people are at times what we refer to flipping their lid, uh, where they're not really in a good place to listen and communicate. We use the Moray model of the four walls of the house that comes from the New Zealand uh, region. We have a SOTAS model that comes out of the internationally known Boys Town model that we've been blessed to be able to use with their permission. You know, and so we want to take all these things and make sure that they are a part of what we're teaching. The other thing is that all of these are integrated into and around evidence-based practices of positive behavior support and trauma-informed services. Again, two major things that have been proven to be evidence-based now for a lot of years. So a lot of these models are uh, the things that support the learning objectives of the MAN system. Again, under that umbrella you talked about earlier of understanding um, you know, behavior as being more broadly based and respecting human beings. Uh, but I think it's worth pointing out that the positive behavior support and the trauma-informed services uh, really do provide an awful lot of the foundation of the pro 